Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Austin Dunn. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Kate, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I know that agency law is both of our favorite topic to study and talk about, so I'm really excited to be here with you today. I don't think we go into frolic and detour, but that's actually my favorite part of agency. Next episode. Next episode. We'll save it for later. (laughs) Sounds good. So one of the more popular topics on the legal hotline involves the distinction between dual and designated agency. It's understandable that these types of representation would be confusing for a realtor because we've become so accustomed to the traditional agency relationship in real estate transactions. They typically involve a listing agent from one company and a buyer's agent from another company working toward getting the best deal for their respective clients. The questions we tend to see on the hotline are about the nuances between dual and designated agency, exactly when dual or designated agency arises, and what needs to be disclosed. However, today we have many forms of agency, and it's important that we understand exactly how they work before using them in practice. Right. So let's start by talking about dual agents. Dual agency arises when two clients represented by the same agent become involved in the same transaction and the broker has not designated agents within the firm to represent each client. Dual agency places limits on the level of representation provided. The agent may not give an advantage to one client over the other. However, the duty of confidentiality stays intact. Dual agency does not exist simply because your firm, at times, represents both buyers and sellers. The buyers and sellers must be participating in the same transaction. So let's illustrate what this might look like. If I'm hired to sell your home and I also represent the party who decides to purchase your home, I'm now wearing the hat of a dual agent. Again, because there's only one agent here, that's me, representing two clients, a dual agency relationship exists. This type of representation can be beneficial to all parties because it can serve as a mechanism to streamline the process. This is easy to understand when you consider how difficult it can be at times to get everyone's schedules in sync when there are four parties involved, buyer, seller, and their respective agents. Still, it is important to understand why many clients are hesitant to engage in dual agency. Since the dual agent is serving two clients in the same transaction, they have to remain neutral. This makes it nearly impossible for the dual agent to prioritize either party's best interests. For example, The higher the sale price of a home, the more money an agent will typically receive on commission. This means that a high sale price is great for the agent. Likewise, a high sale price is great for the seller because they want to maximize their profits. However, a higher sale price is not so great for the buyer because that's money coming out of their pocket. So this kind of demonstrates why it's so difficult for dual agents to truly serve both of their clients in a given transaction. Right. There's a lot of competing interests. So... Right, right. So uh, there's certain risks and requirements associated with dual agency. First of all, the agent must obtain written consent of all parties. This consent must come after the agent has given written disclosure of the potential consequences of dual agency. And Kate, what kind of potential consequences might we be talking about here? 
So dual agency places some serious limitations on your duties to clients. And I know some agents won't even engage in dual agency. When you and your firm represent both parties in a transaction, performing a duty to one client may be limited by your duty to the other client. So specifically, we have some examples. Once dual agency occurs and is agreed to in writing by all parties, you cannot advise either parties as to the terms to offer or accept in any offer or counteroffer. So no advising. (laughs) You also can't advise the buyer client as to the suitability of the property, its condition, except you are, of course, allowed to make any disclosures that are required by law of any licensee representing a seller. And you cannot advise either party as to what repairs the the property might need or what repairs they should request from the property. You also can't advise either party in any dispute that arises relating to the transaction. And finally, you cannot tell the buyer that the seller will accept a price lower than the listing price, nor tell the seller that the buyer will pay a price higher than the price offered. So you can really see how it can limit your ability to guide your clients through this transaction. Right. And an example of that would be like in a standard agency relationship where you have a duty to both clients to keep personal and financial information confidential. Of course, unless the client gives written permission to release the information. If your seller client tells you they will face financial hardship if they do not sell quickly, you must keep this information confidential. This duty of confidentiality supersedes your duty to tell your other client everything you know. Thus, in a dual agency situation, confidential information from one party cannot be shared with the other unless required by law to disclose. And an exception is if the dual agent has actual knowledge of a material adverse fact pertaining to the physical condition of the property. This knowledge, of course, must be disclosed to the buyer under statute. Okay, so now that we've discussed dual agency, Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about designated agency. A designated agent is when there are two salespersons in the transaction, each working under the same broker umbrella. So designated agency is always going to require three licensees, one broker, two licensees, or three brokers, or some combination thereof, I guess. But three people. Designated agency is an optional procedure in the law that allows a principal or supervising broker to designate one or more of the agents in the firm to represent the seller or landlord and another agent or agents to represent the buyer or tenant. The two designated agents are then allowed to fully represent their clients without the limitations of dual agency. If a firm chooses to use this form of agency, then the only person in the firm who remains a traditional dual agent is the designating broker. Additionally, like dual agency, if a firm offers designated agency, all parties have the option to agree in writing to designated agency instead of dual agency. And as a practical matter, a critical difference between dual agency and designated agency is how confidential information is handled. In a dual agency relationship, confidential information can be discussed with other agents in the office because every agent is prohibited from sharing any of that information with one client of the firm at the expense of another. However, this is risky because there are potentially more points of failure. So you should continue to keep confidential information confidential unless necessary to discuss with other agents. Now, in a designated agency relationship, confidential information may not be shared with anybody except the broker. Since another designated agent in the firm fully represents the other party, you have to be very careful not to discuss confidential information around the office. 
We've just covered a lot of information about agency and dual and designated agency are very complicated matters. But so let's take it to the legal hotline. So Austin, when representing a seller and a buyer as a dual agent, should I disclose to the buyer that the seller has told me that the property will go to foreclosure in 30 days? No. In fact, the law prohibits you from sharing this information. See, this is where dual agency really has the potential to become problematic. Seems very problematic. This is information that would clearly benefit the buyer if they had knowledge of it. And a standard agency relationship or even a designated one You would take this information to your client and the two of you would figure out how you wanted to deal with it. However, in a dual agency situation, this is confidential and can only be disclosed with the client's permission. A dual agent cannot advise either party on this type of issue. And while that may seem counterintuitive to agents, it is one of the main reasons many licensees choose to stay away from dual agency altogether. Absolutely. So Kate, same situation as above, except here I'm involved in a designated agency transaction. Can I discuss this information with the other agent at my firm? So there's a property that's going to go into foreclosure in 30 days, and we're in a designated agency situation. The answer is no. Actually, this information cannot be shared with the other agent because it's confidential to your client. The only person other than the client that you could discuss this with would be the designating broker. Additionally, it's important to note that you would be prohibited from sharing this information even with agents at your firm that are uninvolved with the transaction because they could either share this information with the involved agent or potentially become involved with the transaction themselves. You need to really be careful of keeping confidential information confidential. All right. In a dual agency transaction, do I need to tell the seller that the buyer plans to use the home as a rental property? Yes, you do. This is actually a statutory requirement placed on buyer's agents by Virginia's agency law. Although you must disclose that the buyer is planning to use the house as a rental property, this is as far as you can go. You cannot give any information on how the property would work as a rental property or its potential for profitability. Okay, Kate, this is a difficult question. For the past six months, I've been involved in a designated agency situation at my firm. The transaction went pretty smoothly at first, but recently I accidentally revealed confidential information to the other agent at my firm. How do I go about handling this? This is clearly not a good situation to find yourself in. You violated your duties as an agent to your client. The first step would be to inform your client about what happened. Give them as much information as you can so that they can be fully aware of all information that was exchanged. At this point, it's up to the client as to how he or she would like to proceed. Make sure to talk to your broker about how you should handle the situation and what needs to happen next. Firms should have an office policy as to how the situation will be handled. And if a firm feels it can't avoid having its agents discuss confidential information, then it may want to choose not to offer designated agency. That is absolutely an option for brokerage firms to do. All right. All right. Final question. I'm the listing agent and I had an unrepresented buyer approach me at an open house about writing an offer on the property. The only way I can get both sides of the commission is to have that buyer sign a brokerage agreement and both parties sign the dual agency disclosure form, right? Actually, no. If you were the listing broker, you are entitled to the entire commission subject to your offer to share with another broker who may bring a buyer. If there is no other broker involved, you get to keep the entire commission while still representing the seller. You are allowed to perform ministerial acts for an unrepresented customer, such as the buyer in this transaction. Awesome. Well, now that we've reviewed these hotline questions, let's talk about how licensees can limit your risk. 
Firms that elect to use designated agency must be sure that there are policies and procedures established to prohibit the sharing of confidential information or in any other way jeopardize the client's bargaining position. It's really important have these policies and procedures in place and make sure your agents know about them. Prior to engaging in dual agency, be sure that your broker allows this type of representation. Although Virginia law permits the practice of dual agency, your broker's company policies may restrict the extent to which an agent may represent clients through dual agency or even its use completely. Yeah, and additionally, be sure that you're meeting disclosure requirements. Inform your client about the risk of dual agency and make sure that they get this information in writing. Afterwards, but before acting as a dual agent, get their consent in writing. The bottom line is that while there are certainly risks associated with both dual and designated agency, when it's done the right way, these types of transactions can be beneficial to all parties involved. Thank you for joining us today. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully, by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.